Welcome, everyone, to the New World Order Podcast. Wow, one week till Christmas, two weeks to New Year. Crazy how time flies. Um, hopefully, uh, you're not listening with COVID right now. It seems uh, everywhere, everyone supposedly has the Rona now, uh, according to news reports. Outbreaks of Omicron are dominating the headlines, you know, to distract us from the failure that is the leadership in Washington. You've got uh, issues in the NFL, NBA, NHL, Saturday Night Live tonight even went away from having a live audience. I mean, part of that could just be because it's not funny anymore. No one was going to be there. But seriously, the NHL, the National Hockey League, is like the most vaccinated league, I believe, in global sports. And two teams, the Boston Bruins and Nashville Predators, shut down operations for like a week or two because of COVID. That's how absurd it is. So you're talking about a league where nearly 100% of your players, coaches, trainers, uh, people in the team buildings are vaccinated. Yet you're having massive outbreaks. NBA. 90% 90% vaccination rate. The New Jersey Nets, I believe, only had seven or nine or seven active players the other day. They even brought Kyrie back, who is a hardcore anti-vaxxer, but I believe he actually got put into the COVID protocol, and he's only going to play at games out of state in New York and not in Canada because of his stance on being unvaccinated. But, you know, they crawled back to him when they needed it. The NFL moved games around, so there'll be games... Uh, Two games on Monday night, and I believe two games on Tuesday. Uh, there's actually a game plan tonight. I Last I checked, I think the Colts were beating the Patriots 20-10, to 10, but I don't really care about either team, so I digress. But, yeah, I mean, it just seems like this whole thing's coming full circle again, you know, just in time for the holidays to uh, swoop in and, you know, give you a... I, I do notice they're keeping Fauci on the back burner now. Like, the issues are coming from uh, Opie or whatever her name is. I don't know, the Paskey or whatever the the media lady is. She's terrible. She looks like one of those girls that uh, leaves the Amish commune and, like, tries to live a normal life for a year but still can't help but look completely Amish. You know. But anyways... So yeah, you know, one week till Christmas, which is usually about the time that uh, all the men will probably be out shopping for their wives, girlfriends, uh, side chicks, whatever, (laughs) the next week. uh, I think I'm pretty much done uh, with my shopping. We actually wrapped presents tonight. Uh, I think we still have a few left. Uh, You know, I guess I'm fortunate to an extent that she likes to buy herself stuff and say, oh, hey, you bought me this or bought me that. You know, it'll kind of come back on me that I wouldn't have done it. But I usually try to go down whatever's on the list and get what's on the list. Um, You know, or I buy stuff and it goes in the office. And I don't remember what I bought till we start wrapping it, which is usually when I'm like, oh, I forgot I got you this. Or I forgot there was this. Or I forgot there was that. Um, You know, we always joke that we don't go all out on each other for Christmas. And we, we honestly really don't. We keep it pretty simple here. Um, you know, there were times we probably did, um, 
you know, and we're still very fortunate. You know, there's always plenty under the tree. But we've always been more like to uh, save our money and go do something cool as a couple, you know, like a trip or, um, you know, I've it's it seems like sometimes it's been more about that than collecting material things. And, of course, we love our material things still. Um, you know, me personally, I oftentimes a bit of the two of us can be the label whore. Um, but, yeah, regardless... You know, a week away from for Christmas, and then, you know, 2022 will be here just in time for all the new year, new me posts, all the resolution stuff. And it's like, shut up, fool. You're still the same person. The whole resolution thing, I think, is, I feel like it's just another lie people tell to themselves to uh, maybe feel important, uh, to feel validated, um, just to create some sense of, I don't know, make themselves seem more interesting or... Whatever. I mean, we're, life is boring. I mean, if for the most part, you know, you're always fortunate to be alive, but life's never as exciting as we try to make it out to be, unless, I don't know, you're Bear Grylls or in Special Ops Armed Forces. Or Joe Exotic. Anyways, so... From time to time, I like to drop in and listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, which I think is freaking fantastic. I think it's phenomenal. I love the way he interviews people. Um, I like the guests he brings on. I think it's a pretty straightforward podcast. There's no sugarcoating. It doesn't politic his questions. It's just like pretty much a conversation. So the other day he had uh, a guy on named Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy is a special ops uh, military guy, master sergeant sniper, 100% bad motherfucker former MMA fighter, and he's part of a team of investigators on the show Finding Hitler on the History Channel. I totally forgot that this was in the script as I was just doing my opening bit, and now I'm like, oh yeah, this is this episode. Um, I love history. You know, it was always my favorite subject, history, geography, social studies. And I think a lot of it's because I like things that are real. Um, you know, the stories are cool, and ultimately I think an accurate portrayal of history is essential in all societies um you kind of need to know where you came from or know where you were where you were to get where you're at i don't know that kind of thing um so on the show finding hitler kennedy and his team made up of um there's a u.n investigator historians counter intel cia people investigative journalists they're all like legit people you know when i first saw this i thought it was I remember scrolling through the channel seeing a show called Finding Hitler, and I was like, what? You know, and I never watched it. You know, I just thought it was an interesting title. And uh, anyways, you know, really only came to discover what it was about when uh, Tim Kennedy was on Joe Rogan's podcast. So pretty much the premise of the show is they go and explore the idea um, that Adolf Hitler was not killed in Berlin, Germany on April... 30th, 1945, in his Fuhrer bunker, which is, you know, I know what you're thinking, uh, another conspiracy show, but, but like, this isn't Finding Bigfoot, you know, and, and that's kind of what I thought at first, right, I was like, really, you know, like, you watch those Bigfoot shows, and they're completely stupid, you know, it's a bunch of rednecks running around the woods, there's never any sense to the things they tell you are something, and it's just... People dig it, people watch it, people find Bigfoot fascinating. You know, forever I used to think maybe there was a Bigfoot, but you gotta wonder 
at some point, point, people would catch it. You know, there'd be bones, there'd be something. If we were serious about catching Bigfoot, burn the forest down. At some point, you'd have to run out, right? Think of all the wildfires out west. They've one of them's never come running out on fire, you know, doing like a stop, drop, and roll. But anyways, and you guys know I'm a huge skeptic of like all things that I come across. But like this show and the work these guys are doing, it's it's legit. Um, they're all credible people, you know, and they all have amazing resources, and they're all accomplished. Um, so most of you know anybody, or you know this might refresh your memory. Post World War II, a lot of Nazis fled to South America. Uh, you know, mostly into Argentina under the sanctuary provided by fascist dictator Juan Perón. Uh, and a lot of their investigating stems from the U.S., the U.K., and other governments who spent years and millions for years after World War II looking for Hitler, thinking he had possibly escaped. Uh, there were tunnels everywhere in Berlin. Some led to airports. Uh, some led to other escape routes, ports, etc. Um, you know, as we all know, there were remains found in the Fuhrer bunker um, after, you know, the Russians and, you know, I guess the Allied forces were closing in. You know, Hitler and his girlfriend, wife, uh, Ava Braun supposedly took cyanide tablets and shot themselves in the head. Like a murder-suicide or I don't know, they both shot themselves. I, I apologize for not knowing all the details. But, uh, so the Russians had recovered this skull years ago, because, you know, the building's blown all to hell. Um, you know, and they, using today's technology, the skull, that for the past 75, 80 years, that was thought to be Adolf Hitler's, actually turned out to to be the skull of a, 30, a woman who was 35 years old at the time of her passing. And this brings us to the wife, uh, Ava Braun, who would have been 33, 34 at the time of her supposed death by suicide in the Fuhrer bunker um, alongside Hitler. You know, that's what we've always been told, is that, you know, as the Allied forces came in, they kind of were like laying waste to everything, bombing, tanks. It was, you know, chaos was going in there. Um, but... There, back then, there really were no forensic measures or protocol back in 1945. You know, and then that whole bunker, you know, when it imploded, was bombed, whatever, and they went to... The scene was contaminated at all, you know, just by troops storming it, uh, debris, everything else. So there wasn't like, you know, you sent a CSI team in there to mark stuff, pick up every fragment, sort through everything... Uh, so what this team did is they investigated an idea. And the idea wasn't just like thrown out into the wind. Hey, let's just see if Adolf Hitler didn't die. It didn't even start with the skull. It was based on documents and witness testimony, things handed down through history. And the theory is that Adolf Hitler escaped Berlin through underground tunnels, which obviously he has to go underground because Adolf Hitler is one of the most visible figures of all, you know, of all time. You know, if Adolf Hitler went walking down the street today, not that he would, because, you know, he'd, I don't know, he'd be a hundred and something, whatever, he would be recognizable. 
just what like Elvis, like I don't know, B. Arthur, you know, whatever. Um, so he, the theory is he escaped Berlin through tunnels and managed to get to Spain. There was a theory that where one of the tunnels came up to this road, this road highway could also be like a landing, you know, this road posed as a landing strip, you know, kind of hiding in plain sight. They're saying if planes flying low enough, you know, it's going to be undetected, small aircraft. Um, and that when he got to Spain, which Spain was a safe haven for the Nazis as well. Um, they were under fascist rule as well, kind of not as involved in the, um, you know, everything going on in World War II. But then from Spain, he traveled by German U-boat to Argentina. Um, many of the higher-ups in the Nazi party you know, had also escaped in similar fashion, and, you know, they found asylum in Argentina. So, so honestly, this isn't much of a stretch, you know, that a person would be able to do this, you know, saying that possibly this was part of the thing Hitler did, you know, goes beyond, you know, what we've been taught, what we've known. Um, but anyways, so the, they investigated the idea that Hitler took up residence in Baralac, Argentina. Um, you know, through talking to people, older people who had been there, witnesses based on things their family members had told them over the years, um, they went and explored Baralac, which is kind of desolate now and overgrown. Uh, they found multiple, like, towers, uh, you know, like concrete towers, similar to, you know, Nazi construction in Berlin and some of the other uh, Nazi strongholds. Um, you know, and these provided watch points over a lake and really ultimately gave them this sightline uh, that would give them sightline of any access to Baralok that somebody would come in through water. Uh, there were bunkers they found, escape tunnels, like one tunnel that actually went through a mountain, which, you know, was on the backside of like what could have been like a residence. And, you know, the one guy talked about how his grandfather told him for kids, you know, the madman that was always going through the mountain. Um, he was German. I mean, obviously it wasn't Hitler drilling through the mountain. But, I mean, we're talking thousands of, you know, higher-up VIP Nazi people had f fled to Argentina. Um, so, you know, they found tunnels. Uh, multiple would be what, you know, based on Kennedy's military experience and some of the military experience of... Uh, other men that were there, they would call, they called machine machine gun posts as they were going up to a mountain, you know. And ultimately, there was a lodge up there. Uh, you know, Kennedy, using the knowledge and experience based on his established military background, kind of goes over and explains how this architecture shows and resembles that of someone trying to hide a high valuable person or thing that there was clearly an asset they were trying to protect you know, at this location, you know, and could this have been a place where Hitler had lived out his remaining days? Um, you know, it's, it, it's hard to say. I mean, like I said, there's so much to the show and I don't want to sit here and give you a play by play of there's three seasons, you know, of every episode, but, uh, you know, taking it a step further in some of the, uh, craziness and the Nazi, uh, establishments in, uh, South America. When the fascist regime in Argentina fell in 1955, a lot of the Nazi emigrants actually moved across the Andes Mountains 
into Chile, um, you know, led by a man named Paul Schaefer, not the guy from the David Letterman show. They formed this new colony called Colonial Dignidad. Um, it was a very isolated community. No one was allowed to leave. Um, it was alleged to have been a haven for sexual abuse of children, human torture, and the murder of, you know, any Nazi dissidents or people that threatened to expose the community for what it was. The colony kind of hid out, and they kind of proclaimed to be this agricultural community. But again, upon investigation and witness and physical findings, the team discovered the colony was also manufacturing firearms, uh, like German issue, as well as sarin gas and other chemical weapons. The colony was surrounded by miles of eight-foot barbed wire fences, had watchtowers and lights everywhere to prevent any form of trespassing and to assure that no one ever left. There's movies and uh, documentaries on Colonial Dignidad as well, or Dignidad, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, a really fucked up place uh, that kind of lended itself to a lot of what, you know, the, the, the Nazis and their mad science approach to you know, with human torture and experimenting on people, uh, you know, whether it was injecting bleach into people's eyes, dye into people's eyes, other things like that to kind of try to, what they would do to create the perfect person. Um, but yeah, this colony was funded and supported by a self-appointed Chilean president, Pinochet. Um, you know, in the colony, they didn't pay taxes. The government turned the cheek to all their atrocities. Uh, eventually, things changed. Schaefer was eventually arrested in 2005. And uh, in 1991, the village had actually been renamed Villa Bavaria and was open to the public as kind of a tourist place, which is kind of fucked up if you think about it. Um, and like I said, I don't want to give you the play-by-play -play on the show. Um, you know, I, I've just started watching it, and um, it was just something I found I found fascinating. I think, you know, sometimes we dwell on all the crazy shit that's going on in the... Uh, present sometimes we forget about crazy shit happened in the past uh it airs on the history channel um and like i said i like that this show has legit credible people doing the research uh with credible you know resources a ton of resources at their disposal and it it just isn't your basic conspiracy sens sensationalism show like so many others that just toss out theories and never find or, or really discover anything some of the things like i said you know, that have come out, probably things I forgot to mention, I, you know, they're mind-blowing, you know, and uh, it's not, you know, it, at some point, you know, you figure all this out, and it, the truth is always important, you know, and it's mind-blowing, I think, to find out and realize that perhaps the history dictated us for years isn't so. You know, I think the last handful of years, we've really seen people try to rewrite history, good or bad, you know, maybe tell more of it um, or tell less of it, depending on you know, who the telling, whatever, who's affected by either or. And, it, you know, and sometimes you think about it, and I feel like we've all been in this great sleep and really have no idea of this whole Matrix around us, which the new Matrix movie, 1222 on HBO Max or in theaters. Um, <laughs> the government and powers, you know, they've always hid things from the people you know, and, and I guess you look back at, you know, World War II, and I would, obviously wasn't alive then, you know, I can't pretend, but maybe, 
they couldn't publicize this idea that Hitler escaped at the end of the war. You know, it could drive hysteria, maybe even distract from the uh, amazing sacrifice by the greatest generation is, you know, ultimately they did defeat the Nazis. You know, but it, so much of everything, and maybe it's always been, is all narrative. You know, there's so many things I think about now, I look back and I'm like, where's that line between, between truth and and fiction you know and is there you know and you look around now and ultimately I think about now and I think is there any truth in the world at all um, and, and I don't know you know I, I can't fathom the things that we don't know as far as what goes on in government or maybe even in our own neighborhoods um, I feel like they keep us from knowing things to keep us clueless I mean, think about it. This week, Facebook testified in court, which is something we all knew, that their fact-checkers are not fact-checkers at all, which I, I've told you from day one, that the fact-checkers are just voicing their opinions. You know, so it's the opinion they want you to have. It's, you know, I think we see more and more of this, whether it's the powers that be in education, you know, at the elementary level, middle school, high school, even into college we don't want people to think for themselves. We want to show them a handful of ideas and be like, these are the ideas you have to choose from. These are the things you believe in. These are, you know, what you, this is what you need to know. No, don't worry about that stuff over there. Kind of like you think about it in The Lion King, where it's like, you know, everything the sun touches, don't worry about the other stuff. Well, of course, you know, the inquisitive mind is going to do what Simba and Nala did. You're going to go to where the shadows are. I know Scar kind of helped, but... The point is, you know, curiosity, they say curiosity killed the cat, but we're, it's, we're wired, for the most part, to want to challenge things, to want to question things. You, know, you think of the X-Files, I would say trust no one. And I feel like they're doing everything they can to, to, to beat that out of us, to submit that out of us. You know, whether it's, you know, through vaccine mandates or the propaganda they push to tell you, oh, you have to do this, you're going to do this. You know, like, I look at, like, you know, we had this conversation at dinner tonight. Uh, here's how I see vaccine mandates. Ultimately, say, like, this goes through, and they're like, oh, everyone has to get vaccinated. I look at it from the scope of those who would be enforcing the vaccine aren't willing to die to enforce it. Those who want to keep the freedom to have the choice and are willing to fight the mandates are willing to die for that freedom. So there, in the end, there's no way the people on the enforced side work because their conviction isn't there. They're not fighting for anything. There's nothing, you know, they're ultimately pawns. And so that's when push comes to shove, that's where it ends. Because no one's going to go to your door pushing this and willing to stand there and be shot at. And it will come to that. If it ever gets like that, I promise you. You can tell yourself you won't and say, oh, no, we'll, we'll be better than that. Something. I'm telling you that's what would happen. And I'd have no problem with it. And I feel like at times that needs to happen. But, you know... It goes back to no one in power wants unfiltered truth to reach the people. You know, the dumber you are, the easier you are to rule. I mean, look at 
all the inner cities that are shitholes that Democrats have ruled forever. They keep the people stupid. The schools are terrible. There's no job. There's no way for these people to succeed in life except to suck off the government tit. And so they have no choice but to think that tit belongs to something great and gracious. So they do everything they can to honor the tit. Um, you know, it, it's a vicious circle. You know, social media, how they mislead, they censor things, you know, that are damaging this narrative and fairy tale that they want people to believe in. It's, it's all completely fucked up. It's enough to either make you want to drink to death or just walk out into fucking traffic. You know, take for instance, when we think about social media censoring things, Project Veritas. You know, once again, fighting the good fight, exposing those in this country who need to be exposed, yet being censored everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. The tech giants do everything they can to keep their stories from coming out and being shared. You know, and Project Veritas has never been sued for libel, never been sued for slander. So it means they're not telling lies. They vet their stories. They have legitimate sources. Oftentimes they get the stuff from the horse's fucking mouth. And then the people realize they've been caught with their pants down. So earlier, Project Veritas did an interview with Janine Bonani. She's a case manager in human trafficking and victim recovery for the Center of Family Services. Herself, she was a victim, explains in the interview in a detail of messages and videos with a high-level producer at CNN who is explaining his fantasies between her and his girlfriend's 14-year-old daughter. The producer explains in details through audio messages that you hear in the interview that were vetted, that were proven to be from the source she was naming, of him having the young girl unzip his pants and kiss the tip of his dick. This was his fantasy. And they had uh, text messages, emails, uh, FaceTime recordings. Every bit of it was often, 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 it's, it's authentic. Um, I'm three drinks in, sorry. And, you know, it was none of it had been doctored. The details that came from this interview, they're disgusting. You know, a lot of it, which I'm not even going to talk on here. At one point, I contemplated playing the interview, and I was like, one, it's long, and two, I'm like, <sighs> you know, it's kind of like when people constantly talk about the killer's name and not the victim's whenever there's some kind of horrific incident. So the details that came from this, like I said, they're just disgusting. This producer, honestly, should be taken out into the street and stoned to death. Um, we should send a message to these predators and call them out. But not big tech. Not CNN. They protect and hide would-be predators. Look how long they hid Chris Cuomo, you know, before having no choice but to terminate his contract with the network. And we're seeing this consistently, like the lack of coverage or covering up the de deviant behaviors of the elite, especially when it comes to children, you know, and, and it's concerning, you know, from Epstein, Corey Feldman, Hollywood has a notorious history for its treatment of children and women. I mean, think about all the years Harvey Weinstein was allowed to sexually prey on and insult when everyone knew, but like his power and you know, stature, status kind of get, gave him this immunity where people just turned the other cheek or, 
you know, it's like, I'm not going to be the person that, does, you know, it's crazy. Like, you know, and people, people knew, people know what's going on all over this country or the world for that matter. But you can't post it on social media. See, if you post this interview, they'll say it violates made up community standards. I was talking about this today that I can go on Facebook a million times, say, suck my balls, eat my ass. I don't get so much as a warning. I called someone a fucking clown and I got 30 days. And I didn't say the fucking part. I literally said clown, dot, 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 like I told you. Um, you know, information is constantly being suppressed or manipulated. And it's it's hard to say, if there, like I said, if there's any truth left in this world. Or where's the safe haven for the truth? Who wants the truth? Where does the truth need to go to be heard? You know, who's going to be the person to deliver, you know, the truth to the people? Like, like is this biblical? Um, you know, it's almost like something out of biblical times, you know. And it's plain to see that, honestly, we're going down the wrong path. As a country, uh, you know, whether you look at economically, whether you look at morally, you look at the education system, you look at everything, like, it's all trending bad it's it's not and it's sad because you don't you don't want to say uh, you know sometimes I, I like i was saying you think you tell yourself it's better than it is but because you don't want to believe it's as bad as it is and it leaves you scratching your fucking head and you're like what the fuck um you know and you get down these rabbit holes, which is kind of why I went with White Rabbit, a uh, great song by Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship Airplane. What, I don't know, they went by 30 different names. Um, you know, the song kind of is a depiction of Alice in Wonderland and all the interpretations that go along with that. You know, people always say it's a rabbit hole because you go down there. And, you know, the, I think of the um, last lyrics of the song is Feed Your Head. You know, and I feel like that's what we have to do. But you have to feed your head the right things. You know, I'm not talking about, like, granola, kale, and all kinds of weird shit like that. I'm talking about the information and the ideas and the uh, the reality you subject yourself to or what you open yourself up to, you know, and thinking for yourself. And I just think there's, there's not enough of that. Um, you know, there's times where... I tell myself, you know, can things get any worse? You know, and it's awful to sound so dark and glum right before Christmas, you know. I don't know. Apparently, I've been grumpy, angrier, and a funk. I, I don't feel like I have. You know, sometimes I think I'm just tired, and I don't do well when I'm tired, or things frustrate me, and I internalize. I can't tell you what's frustrating, because I, can, I can't say I always know. It's not like, oh, no, I'm not going to tell you. I just don't know, you know. Um... But I think sometimes you have to have real expectations of what exactly it is you see in front of you. You know, like I said, every aspect of life has trended trended downward in the past 365 days. Not one thing has gotten better. I mean, the only people really getting the most out of life right now are people that own big pharmaceutical companies and politicians. You know, it's like at a nation, we're at a very low point, and... 
you know, like I said, you tell yourself, can it get any worse? You know, I'm guessing if Biden hears this, he's like willing to take that challenge. But I don't know. You know, you come to a crossroads and you're like, okay, well, there's midterm elections. Well, not if there's mail-in votes and, you know, they build COVID up for the next 11, 12 months. So I guess I would challenge you to on this December 18th, 9th, or 2021, which is officially DMX Day in New York, uh, declared by the New York State Senate, which today is his birthday. So happy birthday, Dark Men X. We miss you. We love you. Um, feed your head. You know, enjoy the holidays. Enjoy your time with your family. Go see Spider-Man. Uh, we're going to see it on Tuesday, I believe. Um, but feed your head. You know, take take inventory of the things, you know, and decide, you know, what's real, you know, what's going on, what what do you really believe, you know, and it's easy to want to check out from all of it, I get it, but yeah, that's all I got tonight, so uh, apologize if it ended on a glum note, that wasn't my intention, um, I think it just kind of that was the road we took, you know, it's kind of, it, it's a journey, so it's not like we're there yet, this was just one of the trips, so, uh, you know, everyone have a great week, uh, Christmas, you know, it'll be Christmas next Saturday, so it'll probably be, I don't know if it'll be a Friday night show or a Christmas night show, uh, either way, Merry Christmas to everyone, I'm not saying happy holidays, because that's silly, um, you know, enjoy your time with your family, be thankful, count your blessings, you know, be fortunate for all the, the things you have, and um, we will see you next week. I appreciate you listening, and uh, everyone have a great weekend.